Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Jack makes good whiskey. All right, rolling along here on this Friday. Here's the Duke tomorrow. Much more than uh, coming up uh, later in the show. we got our pregame and postgame stuff. Me and Devo will be with you after the game uh, right around 8. Q Sports Talk only tomorrow. Q Sports Talk only tomorrow for the postgame show. We'll still have Coach Bayheim's uh, press conference. We will have all of your calls and all the same stuff we normally do just on uh, QSportsTalk.com exclusively tomorrow. But right now, we're going to do something that we, we really don't do that much uh, around here, we we don't talk a lot of National Hockey League around here. We probably should. There's you know there's an AHL team I could throw something and uh, hit the arena if I really gave it a uh, really gave it a good chuck. I could probably get it there if I if I hucked it uh, real good. But we we're gonna bring on Sean McDonough here. I, I'm just dilly dallying for a moment because we want to bring on Sean to this, like one of the best theme songs in all of uh, sports is the. ESPN hockey theme song. So, Sean, I just wanted to make you feel at home with the music you hear about 8,000 times. Yeah, I'm I feel sure. like I should be saying something, yeah, yeah, reading exactly. billboards or something, or talking about the matchup with exactly. that music playing in the back. It is great music. I, I'd say, uh, besides you getting you to do hockey, that's one of the best parts for me about getting hockey back on ESPN is that song was always great back in the day. But uh, great to have you here, Sean. I think it's the first time we've ever had you on to talk hockey. We're usually talking football or hoops or any of the 8 million other things you've done. So, uh, year two of this, we got the stadium series coming up tomorrow. What, what's this like for you? You know, it's I know you did hockey before in your life, but this is a a pretty still new thing a year and a half in. How has all of that uh, gone for you here in year two? Well, it's it's been an interesting experience. You know, I grew up loving hockey, growing up in Boston in the days of Bobby Orr and the great Bruins teams of the early 1970s, and you know, loved when we had it back in the old days. And we lost it for 17 or 18 years, and was really excited. When we got it back, like a lot of other people who love hockey, been at ESPN a long time, like Steve Levy and Linda Cohn and John Buchgrass and many others, and it was even more excited when they gave me the opportunity to be the lead play-by-play person. So I think it's gone well. It took me a little while at the beginning of last year kind of to get back up to speed because that's really, I think, the key word is speed. You know, the game is really much faster than it was 17 years ago, and I don't think the game's ever been better. We run a lot of promos that Mark Messier says that, and I think it's 100% true. It's not just hype. So uh, it's been fun, and uh, I think we've kind of got our hockey legs back under us now. And, you know, as you said, the stadium series tomorrow, you know, whenever you get into this for a living, you just hope that you get a chance to do, you know, big events. And these outdoor games in the NHL are big events. You know, this is only the 37th one in the history of the league, and it's mm-hmm. the first one here at Carolina. So, uh, should be a great scene here tomorrow night. We're really excited to be here in Raleigh to do it. Yeah, we had the, I mean, it wasn't NHL. The, the Crunch did an outdoor one at uh, the Chiefs Stadium. I don't know, it was about a decade ago now. That was a pretty cool scene here. It's always fun, you know, thinking back to the early days when Crosby had that goal in the Buffalo in the snow, and you uh, hope for days like that. I don't think you're going to get that probably tomorrow in, in Carolina, but it, it looks like it should be cold enough uh, that you're not going to be worrying about, like, the ice turning into slush or any any of the weird yeah, stuff you Yeah, I think that was a concern, although now the technology is so great. You know, I was reading an article yesterday with the people who were in charge of building the rink and maintaining the ice, you know, the technology is such that, you know, even if the conditions are pretty bad relative to what you would think for maintaining ice, they can still 
to have a great sheet of ice for these players. So, you know, it was in the 70s here yesterday. It's rained a little bit here today. But uh, fortunately, tomorrow, I don't think it's supposed to get much past uh, the low to mid-50s. And at game time, it's going to be around 40, which will be perfect. So it's going to be awesome. You know, there'll be 50,000-plus people here. I'm sure a lot of these people have never been to a hockey game. You know, it's one of the great things about these outdoor games is it is a chance to kind of grow the sport. And the people come for the novelty of the event, and then they get hooked on hockey, and they come back. So, you know, really looking forward to just kind of chronicling the whole atmosphere which is what makes these outdoor games so cool no pun intended and if they you know come back there to go to another game they literally they're going to the same parking lot the hockey arena it's right there the hockey (laughs) rink and the football stadium are right next to each other share the same parking lot and you know this has become one of the great hockey markets in the league i think that's one of the great success stories when they came here from hartford 25 years ago a lot of people wondered you know if it would make it here and it really has i think some of that is you know the growth of the market uh, like a, a lot of other places in the South and in the West, you know, this is a rapidly growing part of the country. But I, I think it, you know, people have just gotten the hockey bug, and they've had some really good teams here. When they first got here, they had good teams. They went through a little dry spell. And then, you know, since Rod Brindamore has been the coach uh, the last five years, uh, they've been in the playoffs every year. And I think they have, they definitely have one of the best teams in the National Hockey League right now. They're second in points behind only the Boston Bruins, and they're, Pretty close to Boston, which is remarkable given the you know historic pace that the Bruins are on. Sean McDonough is our guest, and uh, Sean, you know this week this game gets scheduled this week. It's not an accident. Like the Super Bowls last week, football is now over. I mean, we got the NBA All Star Game this weekend, Daytona Five Hundred this weekend, the the Stadium Series. Like every other league's now. All right, hey, here we go. Let, let's do that. How big is this weekend for the NHL? To you know, this is the weekend. I guess you, you'd grab the casual fans, right, and uh, reel them in for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, we're kind of starting. Uh, you know, we had the All Star Game two weeks ago, and that was the start of ten. Saturdays in a row of the NHL on ABC. So, you know, this will be another, but as we said, it's different than your standard Saturday game because it is outdoors and, uh, you know, there's so much that goes with that. So it's, it's an important showcase for the league. I do think it'll be highly rated. You know, the ratings uh, the last couple of weeks have been good. The all-star game was up uh, over last year. And then we had a Boston Bruins game last weekend against Washington that was one of the highest-rated games in recent years. So I think uh, hockey, you know, the the popularity of hockey is very high and growing. And as I said, I think that goes hand-in-hand with the fact that it's the sport has really never been better. And when people watch it, it's exciting. You know, goal scoring is up. Last Mm -hmm. year, I believe the average game uh, combined averaged 6.6 goals. So you're not sitting through the old days of the – neutral zone trap and teams are winning one to nothing and two to one and there are shots on goal. You know, these games are up and down and exciting and showcasing the you know, incredible speed of these athletes. You mentioned Sean, the Bruins and you know, they still haven't lost 10 games yet, which is just ridiculous at this stage of the season. Give, give me a, a <laughs> thumbnail stretch a sketch of where we're at right now. The Bruins are great. Who, who else should be watching for like here in Syracuse? We know a lot of the lightning players cause they play for the crunch. We've got a lot of Rangers fans around here. They're doing well again. What, what is the stage set for here as we enter the second half? Well, I think you've hit on some of it already. You know what the Bruins are doing. It really is remarkable. And I don't think it's a fluke. I mean, I, one of my best friends is David Quinn, who's the head coach of the San Jose Sharks, the former head coach of the Rangers. And, you know, they played in Boston a couple of weeks ago after the game. I was talking to him about the Bruins, and he just said they don't have a weak link anywhere. You know, they put out 12 
uh, at the very worst, solid forwards, and some of them are among the best players in the league. And you know, six really good defensemen. Two of them, in particular, uh, McAvoy and Lindholm, are among the best in the league, and they have the best goaltending in the league so far this year. And they're well coached, so it's not a fluke. You know, they're, someone's going to have to knock them out uh, to win the Stanley Cup. I think the team right here in Carolina has a, an excellent chance. Uh, last year, when they played the Rangers in the playoffs, I think it was a lack of depth and scoring that hurt them, and I still think that's a concern. It wouldn't surprise me if they grab a pretty good, you know, top six forward at the trade deadline to try to bolster their scoring a little bit. Uh, the Rangers have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, certainly, particularly with that goalie. And, you know, you talked about the lightning and the connection to the crunch. They have the best goalie, you know. Mm-hmm. In hockey, you know, the goalie is like the quarterback or in football or like the pitcher in baseball. You know, he's the most important player by far. So as long as they have Vasilevsky, they're going to have a chance. And they have a really good team around him, too. So, you know, they've been in the last three Stanley Cup finals, and I don't think it would surprise anybody if, if they made it back. You know, but I, I do think the East is stronger than the West. But, you know, out West, uh, they, they're some good teams as well. You know, Dallas is having a great year. They're certainly capable of winning the Stanley Cup. And uh, anytime you have Mr. McDavid uh, <laughs> and the Edmonton Oilers, you know, they uh, it's, you have a chance. So it's uh, I think the playoffs are going to be amazing. Uh, right now, in the Eastern Conference, for the two wild-card spots, I, I think I saw this morning, there are six teams within five points of each other for the two spots. So there are going to be a lot of meaningful games, including the one we have here Saturday, because Washington mm-hmm. is one of those teams that is really in the thick of the, the playoff race, and every point is going to be important for them. Yeah, and uh, no Ovechkin, unfortunately, uh, for that game uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you mentioned Connor McDavid. Like, If you are not a, a big-time hockey fan, but you know you pay attention casually or you you just happen to see highlights on Twitter or whatever. Like the guy you've seen the most the last handful of years is Connor McDavid because like everything he does is a, a ridiculous uh, highlight. Where where do you place this guy? Because he, he's doing stuff. No, that, I think he's already one of the great players of yeah. all time, and he's only I believe twenty six. Yeah, and like yeah, and you know we we were at the All Star game, and two days before the All Star game down in Fort Lauderdale, we were sitting in a hotel room where they were bringing players in to do some interviews and. So several of the best players in the world came in, and every time we talked about McDavid, you know, it, the word was like insane. It's crazy. He's so much better than everybody else. It's ridiculous. I remember Nathan McKinnon saying that. Like he's he's in his own league. You know, and these are the best players in the world, but he is in a league all by himself. We were talking to John Cooper, the Tampa Bay coach, former Syracuse Crunch coach, mm-hmm. um, about. Uh, Braden Point, you know, I told him that I was impressed by sitting in the stands to watch San Jose play at Tampa a couple of weeks ago because we had them two nights later against Colorado. You know, Point, when you sit in the stands and really watch them, uh, it's impressive. And John Cooper said, you know, there are very few guys in hockey who can do exceptional things at a really high pace, you know, while they're skating at a remarkably fast speed. And, you know, McDavid is the best maybe ever at that. I mean, what he does at the pace at which he's skating is incredible. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the all-time greats. And who knows what he's going to do by the time he's done because he's a long, long way from being done. Yeah, that guy can spin around in a circle faster than other people go in a straight line. It doesn't make a lot of it's sense. It's just crazy. You know, it's how fast. And, and carrying the puck. You know, a lot of times guys have the puck, it slows them down a little bit. But if they're stick healing around guys, it slows them down. You know, it seems like he never slows down at all. And uh, he's fun to watch all the time. And 
every time he's on the ice, uh, your eyes turn to him. Uh, what are we, Sean, here? We're 32, I think it is, 33 years uh, since Gretzky got uh, traded out of Edmonton to, to L.A. Is there any worry about that? I mean, he's up there, or does that stuff like that matter less, you know, the, the market size with McDavid? You know, in the, in the area of social media, in the era of you can watch any game you want anywhere, is that an issue for the league, or is it fine well, that he's there? Well, you know, he d- doesn't get as much exposure, obviously, as he might, um, especially in the States. Um, you know, and especially you know, in the because of where Edmonton is, too. If the games are on the States and it's a home game, a lot of times it's on later, right? It's, it's not mm-hmm. coming on at 7 or 7.30. A lot of times it's coming on at 9.30, 10 o'clock, whatever. So... You know, we don't see him as much as uh, we would like. You know, there was a, I think the perception when we got back into the NHL last, before last season was, you know, we won't see him much at all because, you know, when you have a Canadian team on American television, you don't get any benefit from, you know, the, that their market isn't metered, right? It isn't right. rated. So, you know, when you have two teams like we had last week, New York and Boston, that are big markets that have, you know, rapid fan bases and fans all over the country, you know, you're going to get a really big rating in particular in those two markets. Well, when you have a Canadian team on US TV, you don't get the benefit of one of the two markets right? because they're in Canada. So, uh, but he is so remarkable that, you know, I think ESPN has kind of thrown that out the window and said, so what, you know, he's the best player. and We kind of have an obligation to the sport and the fan base and the National Hockey League as a whole. And, and people still do watch, you know, because they realize who he is. So you've seen more of them on ESPN and TNT this year, I think, uh, than we've seen in the past, and I think that trend will continue. All right, well, that makes sense. As uh, Sean McDonough is our guest. And, uh, Sean, uh, changing the topic here to away from hockey and uh, to an unfortunate sad story, uh, one, one of your former broadcast partners who you did uh, the World Series with a couple times, Tim McCarver, passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 81. What are your memories uh, of Tim when uh, you guys were kind of coming up there doing the World Series back in the, the early 90s? Wow. We could talk a long time about that, Brian, because I have so many of them. You know, the first thing was when I was uh, offered the opportunity to work with him starting in 1992 on the National Baseball at CBS, my first thought was, I can't believe I'm replacing Jack Buck, because to me, Jack Buck was and is and always will be one of the great broadcasters of all time. And my other thought was, and now I'm working with the guy who's probably, and I think I can take away the probably now, you know, the best baseball analyst in the history of baseball on TV. You know, and he's deservedly in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And I think in all the tributes I've read here the last two days, you know, it's almost not even a debate. And I don't mean to diminish, you know, a lot of the other great analysts, but I think he was considered to be the best. And he was really fun to work with. If anybody's read some of these articles the last two days, he was a, fascinating guy, you know, very well-rounded beyond uh, just baseball. You know, he had interest in a lot of different things and uh, great teammate, you know, just uh, exceptionally well-prepared, had a lot of guts. You know, uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece where he talked about he watched, you know, Tim before a World Series game kind of go almost uh, nose-to-nose with Jim Leland. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me at all. I watched uh, some of those conversations myself. But, uh, you know, sad that he's gone, a wonderful guy, and uh, definitely deserving his reputation as one of the all-time great analysts. And such a great analyst that it kind of overshadows that he was also a tremendous player. You know, he was an all-star, and one year finished second in the MVP, and it was kind of the personal catcher for two of the great pitchers of all time, and Bob Gibson and Steve Carlton. So 
remarkable life um, and a remarkable man, and I consider really one of the great blessings of my career and life that I had a chance to work with him. Yeah, glad we could get uh, that from you, Sean. Better than anything I could say about him because I've never met him. So uh, you having yeah, he was great, fascinating guy. You know, there was never a dull moment when you were around him, and uh, you know it's. It's funny, like, <laughs> sometimes you'll be someplace and you'll see people, they have a conference or whatever, and everybody's got a name tag on. And every time I see a name tag, I think it's him, because I don't know, remember where we were, but it was a couple different times where we ran into something in our hotel or something, people had name tags on. You know, I used to, I hate name tags. I, I don't know why that's stuck in my head, but uh, you kind of never knew what was going to come out of his mouth, but, you know, he, it was usually an opinion, and it was uh, usually a strong opinion, but... A lovely guy, and uh, you know my heart aches for Ann and their daughters. And as I said, it was just a real treat to work with them, and more importantly, to be his friend. And uh, not a guy in Tim McCarver that uh, needed a name tag. I think most people uh, knew who he was. No, uh, for no, sure. he was uh, he was a rock star. You know, it was fun to travel around with him. All right, Sean, always good to spend a few minutes. And, uh, hey, this is going to work out great for Syracuse fans tomorrow. The, the Q's-Duke game is at 6. Uh, you'll be on at 8. Yeah, with, uh, please, you know, race home and there turn on the hockey game. And, uh, you know, go Orange. There we go. All right, the great Sean McDonough. Sean, uh, thanks so much for a few minutes. Thank as you, always. Brian. Always a pleasure. That is uh, Sean McDonough. I say we don't talk a lot of hockey here, but when we do, we talk to the best. We get Sean McDonough. We're, like, we're, not, we're not slumming it when we're talking NHL. We're getting the guy that called the Stanley Cup uh, last year. That's how we uh, roll right here. We'll take a break now. Uh, and, th- and this is also how we do it. We go from talking to Sean McDonough about hockey uh, to when we come back, we're going to make uh, gambling picks on the Daytona 500. Yeah, that's what we're doing. The man who sort of knows when we come back after this. It's QSportsTalk.com at ESPN Radio.